Lord, I want to live for thee every day and every hour. Yes. lift your voices with me. Lord, I want to live for thee. Come now. Yeah, yeah. And I 
righteous spirit go with me. Thy spirit go with me. Yeah, yeah, and attend my cry. Truly, I was glad when they said unto me, Come, let us go into the house of the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made, and so we are going to rejoice and be glad in it. When I pulled up on the parking lot earlier this morning, the song that immediately struck me was I'm glad to be in the service one more time. And so I think today gives new meaning to that song to see all of you out in the congregation. Truly, it is 
really what it says. I'm glad to be here in the service one more time. We thank God. As Pastor said, we are not where we will be, but we are certainly moving forward in God. And so we thank God for that. Can we just salute our graduates one more time? I know we can do better than that. Let's salute our graduates. We have some in the room, we have some watching virtually, but they deserve this moment of celebration. God has been so good. And so truly they are deserving. God has kept them and preserved their minds and their spirits through what was arguably an unprecedented school year. And so as a teacher, I know full well the struggles and the progress and the triumphs and the tribulations that our students have had to endure and that they have indeed overcome this school year and so it is all the more fitting that we celebrate and honor them and not take for granted their achievements. The scripture has already been read in our hearing but I just want to extend that out just a little further from Joshua chapter 1 and as we are pulling that up on our iPhones and tablets and smartphones I give honor to my pastor and in a joking way I told sister Melissa I said they chose me as the guinea pig for this return to worship. It was a joke, it was a joke. It's okay to laugh. Whether there's one person in here or 500, the assignment is still the same. But we give God praise nonetheless, and I am thankful for this opportunity. Joshua chapter one and our focal verse for this year's Youth Day has been verse nine. And so I want to extend that a little further, starting at verse 1. I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version, when you will find words on likewise. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, My servant Moses is dead. Now proceed to cross the Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the Israelites. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and the Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea in the west shall be your territory. No one shall be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be 
with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall put this people in possession of the land that I swore to their ancestors to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to act in accordance with all the law that my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, so that you may be successful wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate, it, meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to act in accordance with all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall be successful. I hereby command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Let us pray. God, in this sacred moment, we are ever more desirous and ever more in need to hear from you. Oh God, in times like these, in moments like these, we need to hear your word ever more clear so that it can soak down into the depths of our souls for the living of these days. So Lord, anoint these lips of clay. Hide me behind your cross so that your children, these your people, might see thee and not me. It is in the matchless name of Jesus the Christ we pray and ask it all. Amen. I would that you would take a flashback with me to a moment in time that I think some elders in the room might be able to do a little bit better than us younger folks. But I would that you would take a flashback with me into a time capsule into the year 1979. That is the year that two men, their group was called McFadden and Whitehead, came out with a song called Ain't No Stopping Us Now. And you might be asking, well, how did you find out about that song? Well, one day as I was driving, and I was flipping, trying to find the gospel station. <laughs> I stumbled upon this melody, this upbeat melody that drew my ears in. And so I let the dial stay on that particular radio station just to hear this particular song. Ain't no stopping us now. And as I listened to the words I was struck by their sermonic impact in my homiletical imagination. And some of the lyrics said, there's been so many things that's held us down. But now it looks like things are finally coming around. I know we've got a long, long way to go and where we'll end up, I don't know. But we won't let nothing hold us back. 
We're putting ourselves together and we're polishing up our act. If you felt we've been held down before, I know you'll refuse to be held down anymore. Don't you let nothing, nothing stand in your way. I want y'all to listen. Listen to every word I say. Ain't no stopping us now. We're on the move. And so with that in mind, I want that to serve as our thought for this morning. Ain't no stopping us now. Today we pause in formal celebration of the youngest and brightest in this village of faith. To be sure, we celebrate our babies and our children and our youth throughout the year, their accomplishments and their triumphs, their strivings and their thrivings. But on this day, we celebrate their graduation from one chapter of their lives to the next. And in the life of the black church, this moment sustains its significance and imprints its importance upon us in the world not so interested in celebrating our success. Yes, beloved, it is, it is increasingly and abundantly clear that the thick veil of racism and white supremacy and inequality that traveled with our ancestors on these shores over 400 years ago has metastasized and evolved in ways that continue to create barriers and attempts to block our path and endeavors to slow us down. What a strange sight to see that when we as a collective begin to rise up and make strides and advancements, we are met with impeccably timed responses whose mission is to knock us down a pig or two with efforts to maintain a status quo that is inherently unequal. People of faith in particular are acutely aware and attuned to the tensions of celebrating our successes even as we fight against those principalities and powers that desire to stifle our progress. Inarguably for us, the catchphrase of the year for black folk has been, even in a pandemic, we still have to deal with foolishness and ignorance and violence in some instances, circumstances which have never before been so compounded until now. And so as I reflected upon the reality of this weighty and often dark moments that we have experienced in this past year, along with the anticipation of this joyous moment, I asked God to reveal a passage of scripture that could encapsulate the magnitude of this moment in celebration of our young people. What inspiration can we glean from that, from that sums up where our young people have been this school year and envisions where they are going. And I did not have to think too long and look too far after being reminded of our theme and our accompanying scripture. We find that in the first few verses in the book of Joshua, 
God is speaking to Joshua directly concerning how Joshua would lead the Israelites in order to possess the land of Canaan. Bible readers in our physical and virtual sanctuaries know that by the start of the book of Joshua, Moses is dead. The Hebrew prophet who led the Israelites out of Egypt and across the Red Sea out of the bondage of slavery is now dead. The Israelites still are in need of a leader. Joshua, that warrior and military commander, the one who served as the apprentice to Moses, was the chosen successor. And the Bible tells us that after Moses dies, the Israelites go into a period of mourning for 30 days. But their mourning did not linger. And I argue that this is so because Moses had already been appointed as, or excuse me, uh, Joshua had already been appointed as Moses' successor. He had already anointed Joshua, a man full of the spirit and full of wisdom, to carry on what Moses could no longer accomplish in death. And so the first chapter of Joshua picks up clear, cleanly where Deuteronomy ends. God in verse 2 plainly tells Joshua, my servant Moses is dead. Now here's what you have to do. And that ought to be our first lesson right there, that beloved, that life's journey is not caught up and should not be caught up in one person. Yes, we thank God for good leaders and good leadership, but the point of a leader is to make something good and worthwhile happen. And so Moses was a good leader. He led a people suffering under the regime of a brutal system of slavery to freedom. He brings order to the chaos of a people who are frantically asking, what's next? He does what God has called him to do, and just because Moses' season is up does not mean that that's the same story for the Israelites. And that ought to bless somebody this morning. Somebody needs to know that your next chapter is not defined by who was with you or who wasn't with you. What you do and what you accomplish in the next stage of your life ought not be a mirror image of what happened to you in your last chapter. COVID did a lot of things to us in the last chapter, but we cannot let it define what our next chapter will be. Your divorce may have affected you in your last chapter, but I declare that it will make you wiser in your next chapter. The loss of your loved one may have hurt you in your last chapter, but I declare new str strength will follow you in your next chapter. Graduates, the stress and the fatigue and the work and toil of school may have overwhelmed you in this last chapter, but I declare new strength and vitality and courage over your life for the next chapter. Be strong and courageous, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Strength and courage. Strength and courage. Strength and courage. I said that three times for a reason. Why? Because God says that three times in the text. God feels the need to tell Joshua this three separate times between verses 6 and 9. 
You see, sometimes we need to be reminded of what we have to have in order to be successful on our journey. You see, God doesn't map out the specifics for Joshua and the Israelites' journeys. That was for Joshua to decide. He was the leader for a reason. But God knew and God knows that the type of journey Joshua and his people were about to embark on required two things. It required strength and it required courage. And you see, the journey required strength due to the very strenuous nature of their journey. There were no cars. There were no major highways that, could, that they could cruise as they made their way to their destination. They didn't have an ancient service station they could stop at if they needed assistance. They were about to journey on foot. And so they needed courage to be able to withstand the unexpected. Some would not make the whole journey. They needed courage to keep going. There would be physical barriers and roadblocks along the way. They needed courage to take an unknown path. And just like Joshua and the Israelites needed strength and courage for their journey, so too do we need that same strength and that same courage today. We believe that we are on the back end of the pandemic, but no one knows for sure how much longer before we're in the clear. We need strength to endure a little while longer. State legislators across the country moved swiftly to piece together new Jim Crow voting laws to turn back time on progress we've made to vote in overwhelming numbers. We need courage to stand against this. Children will return to schools in full this coming school year, many of whom have, been in a physical, have not been in a physical classroom in over a year. We need strength to handle the social and the mental and academic needs of our children. Churches across the country are getting ready to return to their physical sanctuaries. We need courage to rethink the possibilities of ministry in a post-COVID world. We ask our high school school and college graduates to take on challenges and problems for which they did not create. They need strength and they need courage to handle the challenges that await them. And so as I close this morning, we know that it is a weighty and tumultuous and toiled task that Joshua and the, and the Israelites had to make on their journey. But what I'm glad about this morning, church, is that one phrase that God says in verse 5, and I will go to my seat. God says, as I was with Moses, I will be with you. And Church Salem, that's enough to shout about right there. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. So that's the takeaway that I hope the graduates take this morning, that I hope all of us will take, is that as I was with Moses, I will be with you. And I'm so glad this morning that we have a great cloud of witnesses that have said, as God was with me, he will be with you. Frederick Douglass said, as God was with me, he'll be with you. Harriet Tubman said, as God was with me, he'll be with you. As Fannie Lou Hamer and Martin Luther King Jr. said, as God was with me, 
he'll be with you. As the enslaved Africans on the Carroll Plantation said back then, as God was with me, he'll be with you. And so that is our testimony this morning. That as God was with our ancestors, and as God was with the biblical characters in the Bible, God will be with you. And it does not matter what the unexpected journey will take you on. If God is with you, you will be able to withstand the challenges of what is to come. I wish I had some help up in here. I, this is our first Sunday back, so I need somebody to help me preach up in here. That it does not matter where I might go, whether that's down the street, whether that's across the state, whether that's across the country, as God was with Moses, he will be with me. And so I'm glad this morning, as I take my seat, and this is all I'm going to say because I'm not going to get too excited. I know we're on a time limit, and the cameras are going to cut off at some point. But let me tell you what. Students had a hard year. Teachers had a hard year. School staff had a hard year. And the one thing that we faced as a district and as a education community was fatigue. We were tired. We were running on empty. Can we be honest this morning? Pastor said, we're going to tell the truth. We were running on empty. At the start of the summer, last summer, teachers were heroes. By September and October, we were the problem. Teachers were tired. Students were tired. They were looking at computer screens all day for eight hours a day. We were requiring of them things that were far too much if we look back in retrospect. We were tired. And so as I looked back and got ready for today and I looked at the text and I said, I mean, I saw verse five. It said, no one shall be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you nor forsake you. And so I started thinking about how even though I was fatigued, even though I was tired, God was still with me. And so God is not with us just for presence and even that alone is enough. But when God is with us, he is giving us strength. When God is with us, he's giving us courage. When God is with us, he's giving us protection. That is how we are able to keep going. That is how we're going to be able to withstand the journey. God is with us wherever we go. And so I'm so glad today to talk to somebody who knows that God is a keeper. I'm glad to know that God, somebody knows that God is a sustainer. I'm glad to know that somebody knows that God is a burden bearer. I know that God is a heavy load sharer. And so as I'm making my way on this journey, I have to understand and be assured that when God is with me, he's going to take me all the way. And so this morning ain't no stopping us now. We've come too far. We've come through slavery. We've come through Jim Crow. We've come through the war on drugs. We've come through police brutality. We're coming through police brutality. We've coming through voter suppression. We've come through Trump. God is able to keep us from falling. And so because he's with us and because he's sustaining us 
and because he is giving us the strength and the courage that we need to make it that is our assurance that we are not so much concerned about the destination as we are about the journey it takes it's gonna take a journey to get to where we need to go and oh I can tell you one thing the reason why we're on this journey and the reason why we are, are toiling and watching and waiting and continuing to press on in spite of all the insurmountable challenges is that God is getting us ready for that great day and so he wants to know who shall be able he's getting us ready for that great day who shall be able to stand my lord getting us ready for that great Day, my Lord, getting us ready for that great. Oh, my Lord, getting us ready for that great. Oh, who shall be able to stand? Come on here. Oh, my Lord, getting us ready for that great. to discipleship everybody rest on your feet after the great encouragement which we have been given to us by Reverend Brother Key we ought to thank God that no matter what we're dealing with the same God that was with those before us is with us the God who moved heaven and earth before us is with us that the God who opened the Red Sea will one day open the Jordan River for us that the God who brought us out of Egypt will lead us to a promised land somebody need to hear me this morning that that the God who was with your parents who was with your forebearers 
the same God, I'm talking to young people too, is with you right now. Wherever you go, whatever you do, God is with you. And so you can be strong and you can be courageous and face whatever there is with you or against you because he's with us. And so now we invite anybody who doesn't know this God, the God of not only Moses, but the same God who is the God of Joshua, the same God who is the God of your father and your mother is the God who is calling you right now, calling you unto himself. The, the Bible simply says, believe on the Lord Jesus and you shall be saved. That if you confess it with your mouth and believe it in your heart, that God has raised him from the dead, salvation shall be yours. So is there anybody, wherever you may be, in the sanctuary this morning, and we thank God for the sanctuary, but wherever you may be, he is calling you to salvation. Give your life to him. Let us pray, Lord, we thank you. And Lord, we bless you again on this another day, one that we had never seen before. But Lord, you brought us through days seen and unseen. You brought us through terror, and you brought us through trouble, and you brought us into triumph. Lord, we thank God again for this day. We thank God for all that our students have had to deal with throughout this year, but they've come through to commencement, Lord, and commencement has a two-sided coin. that It wins on one shore, but it's going to begin on another shore. Now, Lord, let us, let us commence to doing what it is you would have us to do. That they're just like our preacher said, there is no stopping us now, for we are on the move. This is our prayer. We pray it in Jesus' mighty and matchless name. In the name of Jesus, the one who suffered, bled, and died for us, the one who got up early Sunday morning, but the same one who now sits at the right hand of the Father and one day will return. In his holy and precious name we pray. Amen and amen. Why don't we just give God praise in his house? Hey, my, my, what a beginning. What a new beginning. We thank God for this day. We thank God for Reverend Japaris Key. We just thank God for you, brother. Y'all bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. I thank God for just by standing his walking and living testimony. I've lost all sight of time. I can't remember how long, but it was just a few years ago that he was sitting where you all were sitting with his cap on. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't long ago, just a few years ago, but look at what God has done. Look at what God has done. And he's done this so many times. Time and time over, we've seen young people come to this service. And then we've had the blessing of watching God just bless them. And watching them become a blessing to this world. And God knows that Reverend Japaris Key is a blessing to this world. <laughs> Y'all say amen. He's a blessing 
blessing than this world, blessing to this county, a blessing to the school system. Uh, I, I, I just thank God that we've got teachers in the system <laughs> like that right there. And I don't know if they know what they got, but we know what they have. And we just thank God for it. It is so good to see those of you who are here today. We are thankful that we are beginning now the process of opening up. So what we're hoping is that month by month, the Lord blesses us to get through a successful month and everything goes well, then next month we're going to look at trying to add a little more, do a little more, and as long as we just try to be safe. And uh, thank you all. Thank you so much for following directions. Uh, we have to do that. We have to do that. We're still in this period, and I want to thank you for your participation, and thank you for just being obedient as we open back up. And hopefully, as the months go by, we're going to be able to open up more and more and do more and more. As I finish what I'm doing here, let me just ask that uh, our officers that are here, uh, if uh, Brother Ron, uh, what we're going to do, what I'm going to ask is, uh, we're going to just continue to do our offering as we have. Uh, you've been giving online or however you've been giving. And I want to thank you for being faithful. You've just been so faithful. And uh, one thing that this period has taught us is that a lot of stuff that we have been doing, a lot of stuff that we've done, and we thank God for it, how for it brought us. But we thank God that when people know stewardship, and people have learned stewardship. There are some things that we don't have to do like we've been doing. <laughs> and so we're learning. This process has taught us. But just in the event that there's somebody here who while you're here, you would desire to leave your offering with us. Uh, I'm going to ask at the end, Brother Ron, if you'll just put a receptacle at either door. And we have officers that will be waiting at these doors. We're going to ask that we will exit. Now, is that right? Am I saying that right? Okay, we're going to use this door here. So we're going to ask that as we leave, we'll all just exit uh, this way. And we're doing all we can to keep everybody safe and do everything that we can. It'll be a whole lot better. Fellowship is wonderful, but it'll be a whole lot better if we fellowship out in the air. <laughs> out there in the, in, the, in, the, in the air, that's a wonderful place to get to talk with yeah. We, amen. I, I believe in science myself. I believe in doctors. I, I, I'm, I'm, and I'm an American too. <laughs> but I believe in all of those things. So we're going to go. And if you desire to leave your offering while you're here, you'll be able to do that on the way out. Let me just announce uh, our uh, uh, youth of the month. The youth, uh, our, our youth of the month uh, for the month of May, uh, Xavier Wilcox. Xavier? <laughs> Xavier Wilcox, our youth of the month. Now, that, that's a bad dude right there. Uh, he's away in school, uh, but he still has his name and he still is doing his work and he still shows his, his example to us here an example to our young people. So we just thank God for Xavier. Uh, I think the day is Xavier's birthday. Am I correct? Amen. So we also say happy birthday to Xavier. Now, he hadn't had nearly as many as Reverend Phillips. <laughs> Where's Reverend Phillips? Reverend, the day is Reverend Phillips' birthday. 
Did she? Is she in the house? I guess this is just birthday day. I understand today is Deacon Tommy Smith's birthday also. So this is just birthday day. <laughs> but we do thank God for Xavier and the great example that he continues to be, although he is away uh, in school. Our child of the month for the month of May is Caden Vickers. Caden, bless the Lord for Caden. That's right, we got some stuff for you. I don't have it up here, but I want you to come up here so everybody can see you. Come here. <laughs> Amen. Y'all bless the Lord for Caden. This has been a blessed day. I want to thank all of our graduates, all of you. I want to thank you for just being persistent. I, I, uh, I look at young people now, and uh, I remember when parents used to say, when I was your age, but I can honestly say the truth of the matter is I've never been your age. I've been the same number of years, but I was never your age because this is a different time. You're living in a time that is so different from anything that any of us have seen. But the good news is the truth is still the truth. God's word is still true. There are certain principles of life that no matter what, how much time changes, you will never be able to change those principles of life. And because of your teaching and your training and what we've striven to do here in this church, I know that you're going to be just fine. I know, I know that this world, no matter what they throw at you, you're going to be just fine just because, not because of anything great or anything wonderful that we've done, but because God's word is true. And the same God, the preacher just told us, the same God that has brought me for these 70 years, he's got you back. And he's going to be with you just like he's been with all of us. Let me ask all of our graduates to stand up. Uh, amen. Amen. As a matter of fact, matter of fact, let me ask those who did, who are here, uh, as soon as the benediction is over, I want you to come up. I want to get a picture with those. I got a picture with many of them yesterday with many, but just in case I missed some, uh, we want to make sure that we do that uh, today. So we thank you for being a part and thank you for being in the house. Uh, thank you for all of your service to God and to Salem Church. God bless you. God keep you. Amen. God bless you, bro. <laughs> we bless you. Thank you so much for being in the house, for being in place. Drama, thank you so much for all that you all have done here today. You all have just made today what it should be. Rem Keys, thank you so much.
Thank you so much. God bless you. God keep you is our, our prayer. <laughs> did, did I do that? <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. What am I? I've missed something, and I'm. Yeah, I'm, I'm I can't see for the light that's shining. But oh, that's right. We have a presentation here now.
Amen. We thank God for our overcomers on every level here in this church. And let me just make sure before I leave, I have to say this. Trinity, Tyra, you all have awesome job today. Thank you. Thank you so, so, so much. It's just a blessing to be able to sit and to hear what God is still doing. God bless you. God keep you is our, our prayer. Whenever you hear me talking slow like that, I'm forgetting something. Um, and I still can't remember it, but at least I remember that I don't remember it. Amen. God be with you till we meet again. Sister Felissa Brooks, God bless you, and to her team, her team of workers, and I know they're scattered all over the place, but God bless you. Thank you so much for all that you do all of the time, and for all of those who work with her to make this job, uh, make this thing work. I was going to have you to say something, but you lucked out that time. Now may the grace of God. Sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us now, henceforth, and forevermore. Let us all say, Amen. There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. 
online, GiveLify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.